This is Chicago's finest internet radio show, making a world a better place, one show at a time. The George Water Jr. Show is now on the air. Take it away, Dad. Thank you for listening to uh, tuning into the George Wilder Jr. Show. The president attacking top Republican Bob Corker, who the president will need in order to push his agenda through Congress. So what's the strategy here? Let's bring in CNN political commentator Anna Navarro. Ashley Judd, stupid fucking slut. You can't sue someone for calling them a cunt. If you can't handle the internet, fuck off, whore. I wish Ashley Judd would die a horrible death. She is the absolute worst. Ashley Judd, you're the reason women shouldn't vote. Twisted is such a bad movie, I don't even want to rape it. Whatever you do, don't tell Ashley Judge she'll die alone with a dried-out vagina. If I had to fuck an older woman, oh my God, I would fuck the shit out of Ashley Judd. That bitch is hot AF. The unforgivable shit I would do to her. Online misogyny is a global gender rights tragedy, and it is imperative that it ends. Women's voices and our allies' voices are constrained in ways that are personally, economically, professionally, and politically damaged. And when we curb abuse, we will expand freedom. I am a Kentucky basketball fan, so on a fine March day last year, I was doing one of the things I do best. I was cheering for my Wildcats. The daffodils were blooming, but the referees were not blowing the whistle when I was telling them to. <laughs> Funny, they're very friendly to me before the opening tip, but they really ignore me during the game. Three of my players were bleeding, so I did the next best thing. I tweeted. It is routine for me to be treated in the ways I've already described to you. It happens to me every single day on social media platforms such as Twitter and Facebook. Since I joined Twitter in 2011, misogyny and misogynists have amply demonstrated they will dog my every step, my spirituality, my faith. Being a hillbilly, I can say that you can't. All of it is fair game, and I have responded to this with various strategies. I've tried engaging people. This one guy was sending me hyper-sexual, nasty stuff, and there was a girl in his avatar. And I wrote him back and said. Is that your daughter? 
I feel a lot of fear that you may think about and talk to women this way. And he surprised me by saying, you know what? You're right. I apologize. Sometimes people want to be held accountable. This one guy was musing to I don't know who, that maybe I was the definition of a cunt. I was married to a Scot for 14 years, so I said, cunt means many different things in different countries. But I'm pretty sure you epitomize the global standard of a dick. I've tried to rise above it, I've tried to get in the trenches, but mostly I would scroll through these social media platforms with one eye partially closed, trying not to see it, but you can't make a cucumber out of a pickle. What is seen goes in, it's traumatic. And I was always secretly hoping in some part of me that what was being said to me and about me wasn't true. Because even I, an avowed, self-declared feminist, who worships at the altar of Gloria, <laughs> internalize the patriarchy. This is really critical. Patriarchy is not boys and men. It is a system in which we all participate, including me. On that particular day, for some reason, that particular tweet after the basketball game triggered something called a cyber mob, this vitriolic, global outpouring of the most heinous hate speech, death threats, rape threats. And don't you know, when I was sitting at home alone in my nightgown, I got a phone call, and it was my beloved former husband, and he said on a voicemail, loved one, what is happening to you is not okay. And there was something about him taking a stand for me that night that allowed me to take a stand for myself, and I started to write. I started to write about sharing the fact that I'm a survivor of all forms of sexual abuse, including three rapes, and the hate speech I get in response to that. These are just some of the comments posted to news outlets. Being told I'm a snitch is really fun. Thank you, Jesus. May your grace and mercy shine. So I wrote this feminist op-ed. It is entitled, Forget Your Teen. It is your online gender violence toward girls and women that can kiss my righteous ass. <laughs> and I did that alone, and I published it alone because my chief advisor said, please don't. The reign of retaliatory garbage that is inevitable, I fear for you but I trust girls, and I trust women, and I trust our allies. It was published. It went viral. It proves that every single day, online misogyny is a phenomenon endured by us all, all over the world, and when it is intersectional, it is worse. Sexual orientation, gender identity, race, ethnicity, religion, you name it, it amplifies the violence endured by girls and women, and for our younger girls, it is worse. It's clearly traumatizing. Our mental health, our emotional well-being are so gravely affected because the threat of violence is experienced neurobiologically as violence. The cortisol shoots up. The limbic system gets fired. We lose productivity at work. And let's talk about work. Our ability to work is constrained. Online searches of women applying for jobs reveal nude pictures of them, false allegations they have STDs, their addresses indicating that they are available for sex. With real examples, 
of people showing up at this house for said sex. Our ability to go to school is impaired. 96% of all postings of sexual images in our young people, girls, our girls, our boys, are two to three times more likely non-consensually to share images. And I want to say a word about revenge porn. Part of what came out of this tweet was my getting connected with allies and other activists who are fighting for a safe and free internet. We started something called the Speech Project, curbing abuse, expanding freedom, and that website provides a critical forum because there is no global legal thing to help us figure this out. But we do provide on that website a standardized list of definitions because it's hard to attack a behavior in the right way if we're not all sharing a definition of what that behavior is. And I learned that revenge porn is often dangerously misapplied. It is the non-consensual sharing of an image used tactically to shame and humiliate a girl or woman that attempts to pornography us, our natural sexuality is, I don't know about yours, pretty gorgeous and wonderful. And my expressing it does not pornography make. So I have all these resources that I'm keenly aware so many people in the world do not. I was able to start the speech project with colleagues. I can often get a social media company's attention. I have a wonderful visit to Facebook HQ coming up. Hasn't helped the idiotic reporting standards yet. I actually pay someone to scrub my social media feeds, attempting to spare my brain the daily iterations of the trauma of hate speech. And guess what? I get hate speech for that. Oh, you live in an echo chamber. Well, guess what? Having someone post a photograph of me with my mouth open saying they can't wait to come on my face, I have a right to set that boundary. Okay. And this distinction between virtual and real is specious because guess what? That actually happened to me once when I was a child and so that tweet brought up that trauma and I had to do work on that. But you know what we do? We take all of this hate speech and we disaggregate it, and we code it, and we give that data so that we understand the intersectionality of it. You know, when I get porn, when it's about political affiliation, when it's about age, when it's about all of it. We're going to win this fight. There are a lot of solutions. Thank goodness. I'm going to offer just a few, and of course I challenge you to create and contribute your own. Number one, we have to start with digital media literacy, and clearly it must have a gendered lens. Kids, schools, caregivers, parents, it's essential. Two, shall we talk about our friends in tech? Said with dignity and respect, the sexism in your workplaces must end. Edge. The global standard for gender equality is the minimum standard, and guess what? Silicon Valley, if L'Oreal in India, in the Philippines, in Brazil, and in Russia can do it, you can 
too. Enough excuses. Only when women have critical mass in every department at your companies, including building platforms from the ground up, will the conversations about priorities and solutions change. And more love for my friends in tech, profiteering off misogyny and video games must end. I'm so tired of hearing you talk to me at cocktail parties, like you did a couple weeks ago in Aspen, about how deplorable hashtag Gamergate was when you're still making billions of dollars off games that maim and dump women for sport. Basta, as the Italians would say. Enough. Our friends in law enforcement have much to do because we've seen that online violence is an extension of in-person violence. In our country, more girls and women have been murdered by their intimate partners than died on 9-11 and have died since in Afghanistan and Iraq combined. And it's not cool to say that, but it is true. We care so much geopolitically about what men are doing over there to women over there. In 2015, 72,828 women used intimate partner violence services in this country. That is not counting the girls and women and boys who needed them. Law enforcement must be empowered with up-to-date internet technology, the devices, and an understanding of these platforms, how they work. The police wanted to be helpful when Amanda Hess called about the death threat she was getting on Twitter, but they couldn't really when they said, what's Twitter? Our legislators must write and pass astute legislation that reflects today's technology and our notions of free and hate speech. In New York recently, the law could not be applied to a perpetrator because the crimes must have been committed, even if it was anonymous, they must have been committed by telephone, in mail, by telegraph. <laughs> the language must be technologically neutral. So apparently, I've got a pretty bold voice. So let's talk about our friends, white men. You have a role to play and a choice to make. You can do something or you can do nothing. We're cool in this room, but when this goes out, everyone will say, oh my God, she's a reverse racist. That quote was said by a white man, Robert Morris, chairperson, Price Waterhouse Cooper. He asked me to include it in my talk. We need to grow support lines and help groups so victims can help each other when their lives and finances have been derailed. We must, as individuals, disrupt gender violence. As it is happening, 92% of young people, 29 and under, witness it. 72% of us have witnessed it. We must have the courage and urgency to practice stopping it as it is unfolding. And lastly, believe her. Believe her. This is fundamentally a problem of human interaction. And thus, I believe that human interaction is at the core of our healing. Trauma not transformed will be trauma transferred. 
Edith Wharton said the end is latent in the beginning, so we are going to end this talk replacing hate speech with love speech. Because I get lonely in this, but I know that we are allies. I recently learned about how gratitude and affirmations offset negative interactions. It takes five of those to offset one negative interaction. And gratitude in particular, free, available globally, anytime, anywhere, to anyone in any dialect. It fires the pregenual anterior singlet, a watershed part of the brain that floods it with great good stuff. So I'm going to say awesome stuff about myself. I would like for you to reflect it back to me. It might sound something like this. I am a powerful and strong woman, and you would say, yes, you are. Yes, you are. My mama loves me. Yes, she does. I did a great job with my talk. Yes, you did. I have a right to be here. Yes, you do. I'm really cute. Yes, you are. God does good work. Yes, does. And I love you. Thank you so much for letting me be of service.
right, thanks to Ashley Judd on the George Wilder Jr. Show for uh, that little talk. <laughs> I thought it was interesting, folks. I really did. And I want to thank her for that. I mean, she is just marvelous. At one time, she wanted to run. I'm hearing, maybe you've heard it too, that she wanted to actually run for uh, Congress. Yeah, she wanted to run. She was going to run as a Democrat. And uh, we were all in for her. But, however, the Republicans, as you probably know, they got nasty. They got nasty. Uh, They was going to bring out a lot of dirt on her. And so she decided to, I'm thinking that she decided to um, drop her candidacy for uh, Congress, you know, because the Republicans were playing dirty. I was hearing and reading that they were going, she's an actress, so she made a lot of movies. And some of her early movies, she was... uh, uh, I, I guess uh, uh, showed some showed some of her body parts or something, and they were going to bring that out on her, and she didn't want to go through all of that, and I don't blame her. But Ashley Judd is a great person; she's a wonderful person. Uh, a few uh, uh, a few days so ago, she was on the uh, cover of Time magazine with uh, some other actresses. That, there was a controversy about that uh, Time magazine cover because. Majority of the women on there were uh, white ass actresses. There were no black actresses or no actor of any um, nationality or color. Just a bunch of uh, white actresses, as if there were no other kinds of actresses like African American actresses. So there was some controversy on that. A lot of people, even some of the people who were on the cover, said that that there should have been some, there should have been a little bit more diversity for that cover. But anyway, Ashley Judd on the George Wilder Jr. Show, thanks a lot. She'll be here from time to time and, you know, in a clip or something. Or But if I can have her in person or on the phone, that would be great. Beautiful. Anyway, welcome to the George Wilder Jr. Show. I want to say I hope everyone had a great Christmas, a great Christmas. Uh, family, friends, uh, it's a lot of people out there who spent their Christmases alone. And then, you know, if they enjoyed it, spending their Christmases alone, uh, more power to them. That's a great thing. But as long as you enjoyed it, and for those who could spend Christmases with their family, great. Uh, friends, great. And uh, just have a great time. You know, there are some people I know who are, who um, went down to uh, volunteer. I Myself, I went to volunteer. I try to go every Thanksgiving and Christmas. Um, and uh, that's great. That's beautiful. You meet a lot of great people, meet a lot of wonderful people. Uh uh, and it's a great thing. I, you know, I don't default anybody who um, enjoys Christmas uh, with their families and friends. And, you know, but me personally and my family personally, we like to go out and, on these holidays and feed other people. We can always come back home later and eat, right? <laughs> so whatever you did on on Christmas, uh, great, beautiful. If you enjoyed it, that's the that's the main um, purposes of it. That's the main purpose is to enjoy it, you know, enjoy Christmas. And uh, nobody wants to be alone on Christmas or New Year's. If you can, you know, have family around you or friends around you, you know, that's what these holidays are all about is getting together with your family and enjoying um, a great time. And <laughs> every Christmas, every Christmas, all the time. You got some people out here who don't celebrate Christmas, you know, um, as I said, more power to them, and uh, you know they can do what they want if they don't celebrate. But I do. We do here in the Wilder household. 
we sell, I've, I mean, we've been celebrating Christmas since I was born. You know, <laughs> I can still remember some of the toys or some of the presents my mother bought me as a, as a toddler and a child, and uh, I enjoyed it. So we enjoyed it those Christmas times. I have a big, 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 big family, so uh, so there's always something going on. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Block Talk Radio. And for those who and for those who do not celebrate Christmas or the holidays because of their uh, religious or their uh, or their uh, whatever their beliefs are, I mean, I don't have no ill will against those kind of folks. If 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 they feel not celebrating Christmas or any other holiday is what they do, then that's what they do. You know, you can't criticize people for doing the things that they that makes them happy, even if it may seem weird to someone else or strange to someone else. You got to grant people uh, their space and give them, you know, props, give them their props on whatever they do to have a good time and to, and, and to make life wonderful, wonderful for them, if I can say it. All right. Welcome to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Block Talk Radio. It's about 630. And um, we're here. This is a Thursday. We're going to be off Friday, Saturday and Sunday. I'm doing some writing. I'm doing some creative, some creative things. Um, you know, this is not the only um, thing that I do. The radio, I do a lot of other things too. I try to keep myself busy and keep people busy who are around me, keep them busy, and uh, they appreciate that. And yeah, keep everything, keep everything going. Writing, uh, well, whatever, whatever you're doing, and that—that's what you do when you uh, reach a certain ways of keep keeping yourself busy, keep yourself motivated, keeping yourself positive. And you need positive people around you in order to do that sometimes. You don't want to be around negative people. You don't want to be around people who are just assholes. You don't want to be around people who are, um, who are not on your side. You know, and because, that, because those things will bring you down. You feel, you'll be depressed. You'll be feeling lonely. You'll be feeling worthless. You don't need to do that. Nobody on God's earth is worthless. Do not let people make you feel as if you're worthless. Do not make people feel as if you're not a, you, you are not a part of something because of whatever might be happening in your life. Uh, because it's out there. These are the holidays coming up. We got 20, 2018, 2019, all of these years, all of these uh, New Year's coming up a little later on. Uh, the best thing you can do is be positive, do the best you can do. Whatever you do in your life, no matter what it is, and I've said this several times on the show, I mean, if, you, if, if your job is mopping floors, be the best at mopping floors. If your job is dumping garbage, <laughs> be the best at it. Be, uh, you know, and, and enjoy what you do. If you don't enjoy your job, then the first thing you can do, the most things you can do, if you don't enjoy your work, you're going to be always depressed. You're going to be down. You're going to feel like you're worthless. If you, uh, if you have the capabilities, uh, find another job. Of course, you don't want to stay at something that you hate. You know, I've had so many people on the show, and I've had, you know, talk to, talked about this several times. Do not stay at a job that you hate. You know, do I mean that's gonna just make you a lot more miserable, and you don't need to be miserable, uh, and unhappy, and depressed, and feeling, and a feeling of worth, worthlessness. You know, I mean, uh, this is a, this is a great world, no matter how things are going. You know, and try to get involved with your local community. Uh, 
be a community activist or a community outreacher or do something in your community, you want to try and help make the world a better place. Tough, it's hard, it's harder than ever, but it's going to take each and every one of us. We have to, if you're, if you're a hater out there, um, uh, if, you, uh, if you are a difficult person, if you are uh, somebody who's burying their heads in the sand, pretending like a lot of things aren't happening, then you have to wake up. You really have to wake up. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Blog Talk Radio. Um, hate has no home here. Be nice to one another out there. It is so easy. I always try to be nice to people. Even if they're low down and nasty to you, try to be <laughs> nice to them. If you can't be nice to them, then avoid them. Just forget them altogether because they are not on your side. Okay, whatever, what, as I was just saying, whatever job you do, try to be the best at it. I mean, if you're, you know, I mean, if you're mopping floors, be the best floor mopper there is and enjoy your job if you can. If you are a CEO of some great big corporation, be the best you can be at your job. If you're delivering mail, uh, if you're a mail handler or whatever, uh, be the best at what you do. You know, if you're a cab driver, Uber driver, Lyft driver, whatever you are, be the best at it. Bus driver, be the best at it. Lawyer, doctor, accountant, be the best at it. Musician, singer, dancer, be the best at what you do. That is so important of being the best at what you can do and love what you do. If you don't love, as I just got through saying, folks, if you don't love what you do, make some changes. If you don't like the people uh, that's around you, make some changes. You know, I mean, if you don't have any support within your own family or with your own friends, and you are a writer, you whatever you try, and you're ambitious, you're 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 a go getter, and other people around you are not, you're gonna have to get rid of those kinds of people. You know, I mean, get rid of it because they're just gonna hold you back. They're just going to hold you back. And <laughs> this is George Wilder Jr. trying to motivate my audience to be the best that they can be, to be the best that you can be. You be the, anytime you f- see that you can be the best that you can be, other people are going to be gravitating towards you because they're going to want to know your secret for being great, for being positive, for being driven, for being ambitious. Letting no one out there stop you. Letting no one stop you. You don't care who they are. If you're not on my train, then you're just going to have to get the hell off. That should be your thinking. Nobody makes it in this world by themselves. You have to have people, a few people around you. You have to have support. And you can always look for that support. The best way is to find a real support, I think, for whatever you want to do. Is to be good support, be good at what you do. Be great at what you do. And then that support is going to start, as I've said, gravitating around you. They're going to want to, they, well, he, George is a success. He's great. Let's go hang out with George. Yeah, this is what success does. Success brings success. Just think of, just think of Donald Trump and his tax reform. Now, look. Now, he passed this thing. He signed it, and it's, it's law. And the first thing he did was go to one of his uh, Mar-a-Lago, his, go- his golf resort, and tell the rich people around that they, they've gotten richer. 
they have gotten richer. Success breeds success. It was wrong for him to say that, but I'm trying to make a point here. Uh, success breeds success. Failure breeds failure. But nobody should let failure hold you back. Failure should not hold you back. It never held me back. One of the things about failure, and you've probably heard this before, you should learn from it. When you fail at something, you learn. You learn not to do the things that you've done to cause you to fail. You don't do those things anymore. So you're learning from it. And when you don't do the things that you've done before to fail, you're going to be uh, driven towards success. And that's what I've always felt that. And I've heard other people say that failure is a learning curve. It's nothing to go make you feel like you're a loser or worthless or it's nothing that's going to that should make you feel like you should give up. No, 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 no. I mean, you screw up at something, you know, you've learned something. You learn not to do that, do it that way again, do it differently. And you uh, uh, obviously is going to be uh, successful at it. It's up to you. It's up to you. It's your life. This is what this show is all about, making the world a better place because there's too many people out here who are, who are depressed, who are lonely, who are uh, feeling worthless, uh, uh, feeling as if they are helpless, they're voiceless, you know, and you're not, you're not. You just have to reach out to other people uh, who are positive and help you to build your strength, you know, so because depression can kill you. Loneliness can kill you. Uh, quicker. I mean, your lifespan is a lot shorter. If, I mean, if you have a dog or something, you know, that that's great, you know, but uh, depression can kill you. Feeling stress can kill you. You don't want to be like that. You want to, you don't want to do that. You want to live a long and prosperous life. We all do. So do the things that you need to do to live a long and prosperous life. Exercise, diet, you know, I've heard people say that they exercise, but they don't diet. I actually think they go together, but some people say that they actually, they're going to eat what they want to eat. They're going to eat anything that they want to eat. They're just going to go out in about an hour or two and walk around the block for about two hours or jog or, or work out at the gym, try to uh, try to lose some weight, especially uh, everybody gains weight around um around uh, this type of year, uh, Christmas, New Year's, all this, everybody, we eat a lot. We do. There's no doubt about it. And I love eating. You know, I've been told I shouldn't eat this or eat that, but I do. If I drop dead, so be it. But anyway, uh, keep yourself safe. Keep yourself, that's another thing I want to talk about, especially seniors and the elderly. Keep yourself safe. You know, I mean, these this time of the year where it's cold outside, very, 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 very cold. You make sure you want to lock your doors. You want to. Um, uh, you don't want your apartment or your house to be freezing because uh, certain things that might not be uh, uh, kosher in your house. Especially, you have to seal those windows because the coldness, the air will come through the windows, come through the cracks that might be around, laying around the edges of the window. You have to plug those or you're going to freeze because 
I'm, I'm talking cold weather now because it's very, very cold in the city of Chicago. This is a city that I love. And uh, I, I never really actually enjoyed cold weather. I wanted to move where there were actually warmer climates, but hey, wow, why, why move? This is a beautiful city. It's a wonderful city. We just we got screwed up politicians. What can I say? All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show, and I'm talking off the top of my head. <laughs> oh, wow. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year, everybody. And um, um, I, I don't have any resolutions. I, I really don't have any resolutions whatsoever. You know, I mean, I never live up to them, and millions of people don't live up to resolutions. And I don't hear their, I don't hear resolutions being talked about as much in some circles. You know, I've known people that have said the hell with the revolution, resolutions. Um, I almost said re- resolution, revolution, <laughs> resolutions. Okay, um, but uh, I've given up on them. You may not have, but I give them three, four, seven, eight, five, seven, one, seven, six, two. The George Wilder Jr. Show. All right, we had a guest schedule for the show. Ashley Judd, we had a guest schedule. Obviously, the, probably the cold weather, maybe the cold weather. Um, maybe the guests forgot that they were supposed to be on the show. It happens, it happens, but not that much. Uh, for January, we have a whole slew of guests each day that I'm on the air, that this show is on the air. And, uh, you know, I, I realize that the cold weather out here, the extreme cold, the the cold that is um, killing people, actually. People have died in the city of Chicago from, from the cold. Why? Because a lot of times the people come out, they don't dress properly. I've, I mean, I, I have went out, we have gone out, and there are so many times we have seen people with nothing on their heads, uh, walking down the street with leggings, 20 below zero, and pretending and acting as if they're not cold. And they're looking at you like you're stupid because you're bundled up. You're, the, you're doing the right thing. You know, but a lot of people do not dress. They do not, especially especially a lot of women do not put anything on their head. I see a lot of women out here right now with stuff on their heads, with, with a hat or a cap or a scarf. But that was <laughs> that's because it's 20 below zero. But, uh, you know, but they'll try to get away with it and that they realize that they can't. And the, the, and the irony of it is that sometimes I'll see elderly people out here with nothing on their head, 20 below zero, and they're wearing nothing. Um, and I, it's always surprising to me. I said, why don't you have something on your head? I mean, it's cold out here. Well, I might mess up my hair, your hair. You know, <laughs> I, I, my hair is down to my shoulders. It looks so good. Yeah, but it's 20 below zero out here. I, I, I'll make it. But, you know, and, and like I said, I see guys out here too, older guys in their 50s and 60s with nothing on their head, you know. And and I'm saying to myself, what are these people thinking? It's 20 below zero. I, I, do they actually listen? to the news and a weather report saying, hey, wow, you, you need to cover uh, every inch of your skin or you're going to get frostbitten. <laughs> you're going to get the flu. But, you know, you got some people out here who are diehard. I, and, I, and I'm always shocked when I see young girls out here, 20 below zero, wearing leggings, walking down the street thinking they're cute and freezing their little butts off. But, you know, <laughs> this, you know, but... Um, I believe that 
it's been cold so long in the city of Chicago that people are starting to realize they have to put on some clothes, especially if you working outside. If you even if you're walking to the train or walking to your car, it is cold. Uh, it is very cold, and I'm surprised at how cold this winter actually has. Uh, turned out to be because we had such a great summer here in the city of Chicago. A great yours truly. We enjoyed it immensely. And that led me to say, wow, we're going to have a great, probably going to have a great not so cold winter. Winter, I was wrong. I was totally wrong because it's cold as hell. But, but hey, winter is going to be winter and uh, we just have to deal with it. You've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Blog Talk Radio, and uh, we've been we've been having some difficulties because of the cold. There's been a few um, a few instances where the equipment breaks down because of the cold. I mean, anytime that you're on the internet, and I've said this yesterday on the show, and I'll say this. I've been saying it for forever. Anytime you're on the internet, it, it breaks down. I mean, I was working in an office for three or four years. And every time, and we were we were doing some important work, but every time the computers went down, work uh, uh, was to a standstill. Nothing was getting done. We were just sitting around the office waiting for the computers to come back up. And sometimes it, sometimes it's an hour or two hours, but they eventually they'll come back up. I guess basically what I'm saying is, you know, anytime you're doing anything on a computer, it's subtle to be hacked, uh, viruses. Uh, malware something that's going to slow it down um uh, you know so and a lot of my guests they un- guess they understand that if you're doing an internet radio show there's always problems you know technical uh quip- equipment uh malfunction sometimes anyway you've been listening to the george wilder jr show on blog talk radio uh follow me on facebook follow me right here that's follow so <laughs> on the George Wilder Jr. show. And it's great to be here, folks. I mean, we were off for two days for Christmas. We totally enjoyed it. We had a great time. And I want to say again, I hope you had a great time. And Happy New Year to everybody out there. At the at the beginning, at not at the beginning, but at the uh, taping of this show, at the podcasting of this show, particular show. And uh, we're hoping to make 2017 a much, much better year. And 20, I mean, 2018, what I'm saying, I can't get 2017 out of my memory for some reason. 2018, uh, 2017 hasn't been that bad. The worst thing about 2017 is, has been Donald Trump. That's the worst thing. But if you, if you can uh, uh, forget Donald Trump for a second or two, uh, 2018 hasn't been such a bad year for anything. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Blog Talk Radio. Do we have any problems? <laughs> Looks like we're having some malfunctions, folks. But hang in there. It should be, uh, as I just got through saying, we do have problems on the show sometimes. Anyway, let's keep talking. All right, uh, it's an internet malfunction. It's cold and everything. Some of the some of the uh, buttons aren't working properly, but uh, we have to uh, 
go on with the show. Am I correct? Yeah, we have to go on. Anyway, um, Ray Moore uh, tried to contest the election today, and he he and his lawyers filed a suit. He and his lawyer filed a lawsuit in Alabama, but it was rejected. He is now officially <laughs> he is now officially. It, it's officially that Doug uh, Jones is going to the Senate. Senate. I mean, Roy Moore. I mean, this guy. He just he just couldn't quit. He just did not want to quit, and um, he's gone now. He he's officially out of the race. He hasn't conceded yet, and uh, we don't know if he's going to succeed. But he has not conceded yet, and we're all waiting for him to. Uh, concede and that it may never happen folks it may never happen all right you've been listening to the george wanda jr show our clipboard is not working and uh we're just going to keep talking (laughs) because that's the best thing we can do i did i remember taking this computer that i'm doing the radio show on i took it back to factory settings wiping everything off so this may be the problem i am not sure but anyway this is the george wilder jr show on Block Talk Radio, hate has no home here. Be nice to one another; they're just so nice. Whatever you, whatever you do, do be the best at what you do. Always be the best at what you do. Exactly. <laughs> I'm listening to myself. Uh, exactly. It's six fifty straight up in the city of Chicago. Ten minutes to seven, folks, and um, it is cold. It is cold, but we are we are managing to keep warm. You manage to keep warm also, and think about what you're going to be doing in the following year. Uh, that's going to be uh, showing up. Uh, um, okay, um, New Year's is coming up, and what are you going to do? What am I going to do? What are the world's going to do? We're going to celebrate, right? We're going to celebrate. As I just got through saying, some people do not celebrate. And uh, you you just have to say, hey, wow, uh, I'm going to celebrate. I'm going to do everything I can to celebrate. I'm going to do everything I can to make the world a better place. That's all it's about, making the world a better place. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show. We The, <laughs> the clips aren't working. Uh, maybe the, some of the wires are frozen somewhere. But anyway, we're going to keep doing this and because I love doing it. All right, okay. Yeah, 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 that's it. That That's probably it. Anyway, um, as I've said earlier, I'm working on some some books, some stories right now, and uh, we're going to have that. I'm going to have that ready by the, maybe the first, second week of January of, of 2018. Um, Starting you off right with some new writings, even though a lot of that stuff is up on Amazon. It's, it's pretty good. But with the um, – with, with the – passing of the uh, tax reform by Donald Trump and the Republicans, crooked Donald Trump and the Republicans, uh, it's going to cause, I think, in the long run, I think it's going to uh, cause a ripple in, into the economy where people are going to be holding on to their money because they're, they're unsure of what the future holds under Donald Trump. When people hold on to their money, not spend, that sends a ripple through the economy. Because this tax reform that Donald Trump and Republicans just passed on 
which uh, 90% of the, of the American public did not want, they passed it anyway, uh, it's going to hurt people. He threw some crumbs out there to the middle class. But basically, this tax bill um, uh, funds the rich. I mean, this tax this makes them richer. And it's a shame that this has to be Robin Hood in reverse, because that's all it is. Robin Hood in reverse, taking from the poor and giving to the rich. And I I just can't fathom how some billionaire uh, is so thrilled about taking pennies from the poor and the middle class. But they are. Some of them are. And they're, they're beating a drum for Donald Trump as if he's done the greatest thing in the world. And, and he hasn't. Because, as I've said before in a lot of other shows, this is going to um, – this, this thing is going to go into uh, November 6, 2018, and they're going to be thrown out of office by, um, by Republicans and Democrats, voters. Uh, they're going to be thrown out of the office because the Republicans right now in office – in Congress right now, representatives and senators, they do not and have not listened to their constituency. Uh, Donald Trump voters are very, very upset and pissed off at him because he is affecting their lives negatively. Negatively. He is affecting their lives. You know, so Donald Trump, even if Donald Trump is in office uh, during the midterms, he will have a whether he has a Democratic Congress and a Senate, but there's one thing for sure: he will have either a he will have a Democratic Congress, either the House or the Senate, or both. We could take both of them. There's no doubt about it because Americans are pissed off and they're very upset. And you have to remember one thing: Donald Trump did not get their vote. He didn't. Majority of the Americans, 3 million uh, Americans did not vote for him. They went for Hillary. The only, th- only thing he's um, – uh, he won the thing by the popular vote and by Russia meddling it into the election. That's how he won this thing. And Putin is threatening America not to meddle in their elections. They have elections coming up pretty soon. He's, you know, So he's threatening America not to meddle in their elections. I don't think America has ever meddled in anyone's election, in any other country's election. But Russia meddled in our election. There's too much evidence of it. And for Donald Trump and the Republicans to deny that, they have their butts up. They have, <laughs> excuse me, they have their butts, their heads up their butts. There's no doubt about that. So uh, it's 6:55. PM in the city of Chicago. It's a great city. It's cold, but it's great. Um, yeah, um, we're just gonna have to get out there and vote, people. We have to get out there and vote. Okay, we don't. There's a problem. We're having technical difficulties here, folks. My clipboard doesn't work, so, I, <laughs> so a lot of things doesn't work around here. So uh, I'm just gonna have to keep talking. Uh, and uh, even my my. Uh, uh, I, I can't even bring in a guest. It's 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 that bad, you know. <laughs> so uh, we're gonna keep doing it, and we're gonna do the best we can with it. 
All righty. Um, the George Wilder Jr. Show is on the air, and we let's try another clip if we can. We, it may not work. Let's see. Nope, doesn't look like it's going to work. We still, It's still down, but uh, I'm hoping you can hear me. Um, it's still down. Uh, you know, so anyway, welcome to the George Wilder Jr. Show. Make sure you check out my writings on Amazon.com, paperback, Kindles, uh, good stuff, stories. I mean, you can take your mind off what's going on in the world today um, because a lot of things are going on in the world today that shouldn't be going on. Um, and um, it's all about making the world a better place. That's all it's about. Whatever you do, do be the best at what you do. Be the best at what you do. The George Wilder Jr. Show is now on the now on the air. Follow me on Facebook. Follow me all over the place. You know, not literally, okay? <laughs> not literally. And uh, it, it's 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 just so fantastic to do the radio show. And I'll be going and doing this radio show uh, into 2018. Yeah, another year. It will be my I believe my fourth year. Is that right? Okay. The, my fourth year um, doing this show on Blog Talk Radio. Even though I've had people email me and call me and inbox me about, you know, doing television and um, um, doing television or doing another radio show, but somewhere else, I've always stayed here. I don't think I can do TV. <laughs> uh, no, I don't want to do that. I mean, any, I mean, you know, but a lot of uh, stations, a lot of radio hosts on Block Talk Radio right here, they also do television shows. A lot of these hosts are have been in the movies or on television, and they're doing Block Talk Radio as radio hosts. So it's, you know, but I have been told so many times that, you know, the show was great. You know, I, I'm just saying what they told me. I'm <laughs> a lot of people. Uh, saying that, and yeah, I'm pretty sure a lot of people think uh, we try to make it a, a great show all the time, regardless of the technical difficulties that may crop up during the during any show that I do. So I have been on other shows. Yeah, I've, uh, people have invited me. Hey, George, come on my show, and you know, and uh, you know, so that happens. That has happened, and it's fun. A lot of it's fun. And most of the time when I go on somebody's show, I talk about a book or something, or I talk about politics or a lot of uh, this kind of thing. But I really don't know too much about politics. I, I just wing it when I talk about it. And this show says that it's this show is in the category of politics, but it's not all politics that I talk about on this show. I can talk about anything on the show. We have great guests on the show who talk about anything what they want to talk about if they're trying to push a a product or a service, you know, they, and some, a lot of guests come on the show to tell their stories. And that's great. And some of them have some impelling stories. Some of them have some far-fetched stories, but you have to respect people. Um, and I do, I respect all people, I, people, all authors who come on the show, no matter what they're talking about. I may not always agree, but at least they have some sort of a ground or, or or I respect what they do okay I, I always respect what somebody what someone else's does does some other professional does in their life I've had doctors and lawyers on the show I've had musicians you know I just uh, through the years I I try to uh, think about all the people who have been on the show and think of all the people who will 
come on the show, you know. All right, I want to say this again, folks. We're having some technical difficulties, but this is still, this is why you hearing me just constantly keep on talking, okay? Because I don't have a script in front of me. I don't have a, the internet is not working properly over here. It could be because of the code. It could be because of faulty equipment. I don't know. I have to check that out later. Um, follow me on Facebook. I'm always on Facebook. I I just I just gotten out of jail. Facebook jail. They call it Facebook jail. Whenever Facebook stop you from posting for so many days, they call it Facebook jail. So I've just gotten out of that. I I think somebody on Facebook probably complained about my posting or something I said and reported it to Facebook and things like that happen. And when things like that happen, you just move on. You don't you don't really um uh you just you just move the hell on. You know, and that's what I do. I just move the hell on, you know. So, all right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Blog Talk Radio. And it is, what time is it? It is uh, 7.01 p.m. straight up Chicago time. That's another thing. A lot of people come call into the show. They may, We have different time zones. There's always different time zones. And... Um, And a lot of people call in, when they call in, they call in too early or they call in too late because they don't understand the time zone. Uh, but sometimes people, but most people have been, most people have been pretty accurate when it, when it comes to calling in and being a guest on the show. And, um, yeah, most people have uh, uh, been really, really great about it. Okay. No more Okay, no more judge. Judge Moore smacks down lawsuit. Judge Moore smacks down lawsuit. All right, judge, you, we're having difficulties. Can we straighten this out? All right, judge Moore slaps down. <laughs> yeah, we're having problems, folks. Yeah, he uh like like I was saying earlier, th- this guy is uh he's he's no more. It means that that this guy is out of it. I mean, he tried to contest the vote, he tried to sue, but a judge um said no, he can't sue. Uh the secret the Secretary of State in Alabama said no. Uh, we're not going to have a recount. That costs too much money. This guy is done, but he just can't seem to say. Uh, uh, this guy is done, but he but he just can't seem to say he's he didn't win. He he, he just can't seem to concede. From my understanding, he's lost. Uh, he lost two previous elections, and I guess losing this one was just too much for him to take. It was he was trying to say that. People were being black. People were being bussed into Alabama to vote. That didn't hold water with the, with the election committee. He was trying to say there was some kind of voter fraud. I, this is what Republicans do: they cheat, they lie uh, to try to uh, win an office seat. And he was cheating. He was lying. He and he did not win because one of the, one of the things I think that why he lost is because of his pedophilia 
He's a pedophile. I mean, he's dating. I mean, it's been proven by the police department in Alabama uh, that he was chasing and dating or, or, or sexually molesting underage girls. And that's against the law. That's, I mean, I, I believe that when you're dating or you're messing around with an underage, underage girl, that's against the law. Yeah, it's what they call um, statutory rape or something under 14, and he was 30s, in his 30s, 40s, I don't know. But anyway, he's out of there. Doug, uh, Doug uh, Jones will go to the Senate, and I'm thinking he will be sworn in by Mike Pence, the Vice President Mike Pence. Did you see how Mike Pence just kissed Donald Trump's ass? It was just so awful. <laughs> it was all over the newspaper. It was all over the internet, all on television. Donald Trump was in the, uh, they were in the White House somewhere, maybe the Oval Office, maybe, I don't know. But anyway, there was a news camera in there and and it recorded uh, Mike Pence. I mean, I think he kissed Donald Trump's ass for about three minutes and we were all so appalled. So therefore, America has lost a lot of respect for Mike Pence. They've, a lot of people feel that Mike Pence and Donald Trump should probably share the same jail cell. They should share the same jail cell, if you ask me. And a lot of people are saying the same thing. They probably should share the same jail cell, and they probably will. Yeah. Okay, let's go. I'm just talking here, folks, because we are having some difficulty. We are trying to work with them with it and um okay apple sorry for iphone drama it, it, it's it, okay okay the tracks are the clips are still messing up here okay let me do this apple apologizes for slow iphones drops price of battery replacements wow okay apple has apologized for covertly slowing down the performance of iphones that's what's happening uh, almost everywhere. These big companies, these big, these big corporations can slow down whatever you're doing. If you're on a computer, a uh, corporation somewhere can slow down your computer or can wreck your computer. And that's, and that's bad. They can slow down your computer or crash your computer for you. So many people can get into your computer, and if you're going to a wrong uh, uh, a site that that some of these corporations may not like, they can either slow it down or or cause you not to uh, be able to view that site. So that this is what's going on, you know. We're in a world where working people, poor people, people, grassroots people are being controlled by the rich. The rich people are controlling everything because a lot of these people wouldn't be rich if people like us didn't go out and buy their products mentioning apple right mentioning apple apple has apologized uh for covertly slowing down performance on iphones with older batteries and as a peace offering it is temporarily dropping the price of its replacement batteries oh it's that installation right all right starting uh late january until december 2018 uh, battery replacements will be $29, down from $79, the price for users with iPhones or older. 
Okay. I don't have an iPhone. I don't think I really need an iPhone. Just give me a phone, period. Okay. I'm not going to pay $1,000 for a phone. That's ridiculous. When all I want to do is make a call. Okay. Uh, that's what I use my phones for. I use my phone to make a call, not to go on the internet, not to do Facebook, not to write. I just use my phones to call, make calls. That's just me. You might be different, but that's just me. Yeah, and one lady is saying, why would I have to pay for a, a, a new battery? Can I just get a, a free battery? Discount. I would like a free battery. They can afford it. Of course they can afford it. So Apple drops the prices of its batteries. They should be giving their – they exactly. They should be giving um, everybody who has bought purchased an iPhone from them, they should give them a new battery. But Apple is about making money. They're about getting in your pockets, getting in your pockets. Uh, uh, wow. But he, it says here that some some consumers thought that the discount was still insufficient. I think it's insufficient. First and foremost, we have never and never would do anything to intentionally shorten the life of any Apple product or degrade the user's experience to drive customers upgrade. That, that's a lie. They would do all of that. <laughs> they would do it all. Yeah. The, uh, Apple also insisted that it designs the iPhones to last long as possible. I bet it does. I bet it does. They design them things to break and tear up so you can go buy another one. Okay. Other uh, Others defended the Apple and argued that the company was only trying to help iPhones function more efficiently. Give me a break. Some people are so gullible. They are so gullible. Earlier this week, Apple confirmed that it was uh, deliberately slowing down older iPhone devices via via software upgrade. They were deliberately slowing them down. Deliberately. Wow. Although the company insists that it was slowing down the iPhones to protect their batteries from spontaneously shutting down. Another weak-ass Another weak-ass excuse coming from Apple. <laughs> this is what these people do. They try to get into your – I would never buy an iPhone. I don't need that. You know, I mean, people, well, George, you're out of touch. You got to get uh, – no, I don't need no iPhone. Give me a break. Something I don't need. I don't need something I don't need. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Blog Talk Radio. We are having some sort of difficulties. We've been having them – uh, for quite a while, but we're going to try to fix them up because we're going to be off for, we won't be back until Monday, <laughs> 2018. Wow, great, beautiful. All right, I'm, I'm looking at John McCain. He's in a wheelchair. He's got a cane, walking cane. John, you think of John McCain. He voted for this tax reform. Wow. Wow. Quiet jockeying for McCain seats anger. Republicans, 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 Republicans. Alabama, Alabama certifies Jones as winner despite more protest. Alabama certifies Jones. Okay, Alabama has officially certified Democrat Doug Jones. In the recent special Senate election, confirming that he will be the first Democrat to represent the state in the Senate for decades. Wow. Certification made by top Alabama officials Thursday afternoon comes over the protest of Republican Roy Moore, who lost to Jones by more than, by about 1.5 percentage points 
but claims that the massive voter fraud tipped the scales. There was no voter fraud. This is this is a guy he he's using Donald Trump's playbook, voter fraud, and trying to cheat his way into office. What else do Republicans do? Alabama Governor Kay Ivey's Secretary of State John Merrill and Attorney General Steve Marshall signed the official certification at 1.10 p.m. on Thursday, officially declaring Jones the winter, the winner. So uh, Roy, Roy Moore might as well go back and jump on his horse. Yeah, he rode a horse <laughs> uh, into his campaign one time. All right, the local do okay, the official declaration brings an end to the unusual election, uh one that continued to make headlines for weeks after votes were cast. Moore came in as the favorite despite his controversial history that saw him removed from the twice. Wow, he was removed from Alabama's Supreme Court bench twice. But accusations of sexual misconduct with teenage girls when he was in his 30s, Royal, uh, yeah, uh, dominated the race. That gave Jones, who made his name in the state for prosecuting two. Okay, all right, this is more. Okay, all right, that's enough of that. <laughs> all right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Blog Talk Radio, and we are uh, having some sort of computer problems here. Um, once again, as always. Not always, not always. I don't want to say that. No, we just once in a while it happens, and uh, not all the time. So don't think that uh, um, things are uh, not what they used to be. All right, McConnell encouraged Graham Cassidy. Okay, all right. Once again, I want to say Happy New Year, and I hope everybody had a great Christmas. And going into um, and going into uh, 2018. Okay, Moore, once again, he refuses to concede after Jones is a certified winner. This guy, there's no doubt about it, this guy should have never, ever been a candidate for a Senate in, in uh, Alabama. He's showing his ass big time more because he is constantly refusing to concede to Jones, to concede that he lost the race. And it's just making him look bad. This is, I mean, suppose you want to run again for some office, some public office. People are going to remember this. He will, he's lost this. It's done because the other guy's been certified. So far is just, uh, he's done in politics. He's done running for office because he is an old time Republican, a rich guy. You know that doesn't give a damn about the poor. He wants to get to Washington so he can screw screw people. That's all. He's a racist. He's a hater. Roy Moore is refusing to concede to Alabama Senate special election over uh, Democrat opponent Doug Jones' victory was made official by the state. Moore issued a statement on Thursday reiterating his claims that voter fraud caused him to lose the election, which is bull crap which is bull crap. The, the uh, uh, Alabama uh, officials uh, it, saying it's bull crap. It's bull crap. Okay, here's a quote from Moore. 
uh, election fraud experts across the country have agreed that this was a fraudulent election. Bull crap. Yeah, oh, yeah. Republicans probably. Moore said in his statement, I've, I've had a fight. I had to fight not only the Democrats, but also the Republican Senate leadership fund and over $50 million in, in opposition spending from the Washington establishment. Alabama officials certified Jones' victory earlier Thursday, despite Moore's claim of voter fraud, which is a bunch of bull crap. That's crap. Now he's going to say he was cheated out of it. Give me a break. The Republicans didn't want him. The Democrats didn't want him. The public didn't want him. He was not cheated. He just one of those. He just one of those people who are dead but won't lie down. He refuses to go away. We might hear some more from him. But as he was sworn in today. Doug Jones was sworn in today. Uh, Roy Moore don't have a prayer. I mean, his 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 surrogates are going to go around uh, the um, talk show circuit and just say that he was cheated out of the election when he wasn't. He wasn't. There are two write-in candidates that, that – uh, had taken votes away from him. I mean, he didn't mention that. Those two write-in candidates had taken votes away from him. And people just didn't want a pedophile going to the Senate, period. You know, we got a lot of pedophiles in Washington already. We got Donald Trump. We got some of, the, some, some of these guys and girls in, in, uh, in Congress. We don't need another uh, pedophile uh, uh, sexual harasser going to... Uh, going to Congress and screwing over the American public, he's pissed off because he can't go there and screw over the American public. That's six years he <laughs> that's six years he won't do in Congress. Yeah, six years. Uh, he's in his 70s, I believe. Okay, it says here more. We can get it. Can we get it? Can you go back up? Okay, go down. Okay. I don't think we're going to be able to do do this. Anyway, it says that Moore, um, Roy Moore of Alabama, the, the candidate who lost, the Republican, he said he they it's saying that he filed a last minute lawsuit against the election board, but it didn't work. It didn't work. But still, in all, he uh, will not succeed this election. You know, he will not succeed this election. Concede, concede, concede this election. But anyway, he uh, uh, it's over. As far as uh, Doug Jones is is uh, Doug Jones and the state of Alabama, the election is over. Doug Jones is a senator from Alabama, the first Democrat senator from senator from Alabama, twenty five years. Doug Jones cannot believe it. He can't be- he can't believe that people rejected him. They didn't want him. Period. He can't seem to realize that. He can't seem to realize, but he's going to. He's going to. All righty. You've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show. I've been talking my ass off here, folks, because the, because the, the clipboard here is not working. It's not responding. Uh, we're going to find out what that is, hopefully, if we can, if we can, if, if it's possible, a little later on, because we're going to be off today. We're going to be off for the weekend. We're going to be off, you know, uh, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I got a lot of other things to do, a lot of other things on my plate. Um, 
Yeah, and there, people are complaining about Donald Trump playing golf so much. Remember the time? Remember when he was running? Uh, uh, and even before then, he was he was criti- criticizing Obama so much for playing golf. Has really, really, really outdone Obama. All through his campaign, he was saying Obama golf this, golf that, Obama, Obama golf. And this guy is doing more golfing than Obama. He's just. He's just an ass. Donald Trump is just a total, total ass, and he should not be president. Okay, here's another uh, tweet from Donald Trump. Is this right? Uh, cold as your new year. Ah, Donald Trump, he has no credibility as far as I'm concerned. As far as anybody's concerned, Donald Trump doesn't have credibility. Yeah, I posted something on Facebook saying that what do-gooders are doing more harm than good, those who provide homeless, I'm going to lose a lot of friends for this one. But a reason why I think I'm going to lose a lot of friends for this, because a lot of people don't understand what I'm saying. I wrote, this is what I wrote. What do do-gooders, what do-gooders are doing more harm than good? Those who provide homeless with tents, showers, and toilets, hot meals, and pet food are enabling them to remain unsheltered and homeless. They will remain on the streets uh, and not better themselves. What I guess what I'm saying, a lot of people miss the point, is that it's not that I'm against homeless people. I'm not against homeless. I think I think if you're legitimately homeless and you're trying to get up off the streets, you, you need help. But you know, you got some people out here that want to be homeless, like being homeless, even though they're able-bodied people and able to get up and uh, get out and get a job and go to work. A lot of people, I mean, if you're going to constantly give somebody something and they know you have a a kind heart, they're going to take advantage of that. I don't give money anymore, change, small change or anything, to panhandlers or, or beggars on the street. I don't give money out to them anymore. They're still out here. But if I want to if I want to do something for the homeless population, I will give to charities that are um, able to help those people out there on the street. That's the, that's the best way I think people can help the homeless. Give to certain charities instead of going in your pocket and giving them five and ten dollars. That's not going to do anything for them. They're just going to blow that on beer, wine, cigarettes, uh, McDonald's, or whatever. It's best to uh, give that money to charities who cater to the homeless. So a lot of people got my uh, misread my post or or just you know or just wanted to say something nasty, you know. So that's what it was about. If you saw my post, then you'll know that uh, I really didn't mean anything by it. But uh, some people thought it was really. <laughs> Uh, uh, I really, really felt that I didn't give a damn about the homeless. Hell, I give a damn about the homeless. I was homeless myself, so I know what it's about. But when I was out there, I I picked myself up. I picked myself up off the streets where other people threw me. And I, there's a lot of young people out there now that are homeless who are able-bodied to pick themselves up, but they're going to stay on the ground because there's too many people coming around giving them stuff. I'm not saying don't give them anything. Uh, uh, I'm just saying 
think about what you're doing because uh, you may be doing more harm than anything when you go out there and give them a tent, you give them a toilet, you give them money, you give them this. There's no incentive incentive for them to pick themselves up off the ground to better themselves if you keep giving because a lot of people like it when you give them something. I'm not getting a job. I'll just be out at home and see people come out and give me everything. So, yeah, I mean, I do help the homeless. I do care about people. You got some people out here who aren't sick. There's a lot of pe- homeless people out here who are sick, who are who have who, who have all kind of diseases and all kind of ailments. You know, uh, those people you help, and uh, mentally ill people, those people you help. But when you have people out there who are not mentally ill, who are not sick, who are strong, healthy, and 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 homeless, but you know they're just taking advantage of you because you are, uh, you have a good heart and that you give, you know, you have to think about what you're doing. I, it's not uh, once again, it's not that I hate the homeless or I'm trying to talk against the homeless. No. I think the best way, I think the best thing that anybody can do for for the homeless population is to give to organizations that cater to the homeless people on the street. That's how you do it. You don't go out and give them ten dollars or hundred dollars. They're they're not they're not motivated to pick themselves up off the ground. They're motivated to stay there because they know that people are going to be coming up in their cars, driving by, you know, doing this and doing that for them, giving them this. So they have no motivation to picking themselves up off the streets and getting themselves into an apartment room or or a house or something because uh, they know that people are going to give them stuff, you know. Okay, and I hope you guys and girls out there don't take that the wrong way because so many people are. And uh, I've lost a few friends over it on Facebook. <laughs> so I'm trying to explain it. But, you know, I mean, I'm, I'm going to lose friends and you're going to lose friends over your politics. But there's always going to be other people who are going to come by and say, hey, wow, can I be your friend? And that's and that's um, really, really rewarding. All right. You've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show. We've got about three more, three more minutes left into the show. Or is it three or four more minutes left into the show? It doesn't matter. Uh, it's been a great show, folks. We've been having some technical difficulties once again on the George Wilder Jr. Show, but don't give up on me, all right? We're going to get this correct. We're going to get it right. All right, you've been listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show on Block Talk Radio. My clipboard is still not working, so I can't, you know, do a commercial or anything. <laughs> That's why you hear me talking so much, and I'm really not sure if I'm on the air. Okay. People, so many people on Facebook talking about. Uh, I mean, it's this group on Facebook called Democracy Rising, Democrats United. I think it's one of the greatest groups uh, ever. I, I'm a part of it. I've joined it. I mean, sometimes I'll post a comment in this particular group, Democracy Rising, Democrats United, and I I would get about two or three thousand responses. And I've never gotten that before on Facebook. You know, a, a few here, a few there, a like here, a like there. But in this particular group, Democracy Rising, Democrats United, I mean, if I post something, it, it goes viral. I mean, what? And I just love it when people share, share whatever I write. 
Okay, someone just whispered in my ear 90 seconds. <laughs> 90 seconds. That's during the entire show. That's the this is the only voice I've heard in my ear. 90 seconds. So uh, I want to thank everybody for uh, bearing with me through this show where the board barely worked. Um, we're going to be off for three days. Make sure you join me uh, next week. I'm, I'm on Monday, 6 o'clock until 7.30 p.m. And we got, we're going to have some great guests next week, folks. Great, wonderful guests. That they're going to share their stories. They're going to read their excerpts from their books. They're going to tell us something that we can learn a lot from. So you guys uh, hang in there, and thanks for listening to the George Wilder Jr. Show. Have a great evening. Have a super weekend. Bye-bye, everybody. Take care. Still on? <laughs> I thought we were gone. Ten seconds. All right, once again, bye-bye, everybody. Have a great weekend. Have a great uh, new year and <laughs> all that kind of thing from the George Wilder Jr. Show. Bye-bye, everybody. Take care.